it's not a coalition. Ever since I heard uh, all the protestations this morning from both the liberals and the NDP about this, not a coalition, I just, it's been in my head. I just, I'm imagining, I'm imagining Arnold Schwarzenegger saying it. It's not a coalition. My, my impersonation is terrible. You know, it's not a, not a tumor. I just, it's uh, now that I've said that for the rest of your day, every time you hear the prime minister or Jagmeet Singh or anybody talking about, well, was it, is it a coalition? Not a coalition. All right. Okay. No, what is it then? It is a supply and confidence agreement. This is based on what happened in British Columbia when the Greens popped up the uh, NDP in the uh, last legislature in that province. Uh, it's going to include action on areas like dental care, climate change, housing and paid sick leave. And in return, the NDP will not vote against any confidence motions until 2025. And so that gives the government all kinds of runway. I think the first thing that came to my mind when I heard this is that this gives Justin Trudeau an exit strategy. It gets him a way out because he's got the government, he's in power, he's not facing any kind of an election. Let's you know take us into like late 2023, 2024. I mean, going back to the electorate for what a fourth time, that is a risky business for anybody. So you might have to consider, all right, do we have to hold a leadership convention, change it up? And that gives uh, the party some breathing room to be able to do exactly that. And the prime minister was asked, does this mean, by the way, you're not going to run again? As I've said a number of times, I'm planning on continuing to serve Canadians uh, through and beyond the next election. Okay. All right. I'm going to take you through some more of uh, what's in this in just a moment. But I, I want to get some perspective here with Dr. Lydia Milgen, who is a professor of political science at the University of, Water of Windsor, pardon me, and a senior fellow at the Fraser Institute. My pleasure. All right. What's at first blush? Is this historic or is this this is kind of how parliament has always worked, is it not? Well, that's how this parliament has worked. I think they've just formalized what we already knew. I mean, since 2019, the NDP have supported the government. They have not voted against them in terms of the budget, and they have not voted against them in any confidence motions. So this is just putting a a title or a name around what they have tacitly approved, uh, 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 been doing for the last several years. I wonder, I'm wondering here about the NDP's thinking, because the conventional wisdom is time and time again, the junior partner in any kind of accord at a minority government, the next time the election comes around, that junior partner generally gets punished at the polls. I agree. I really don't understand the strategy for the NDP. And I've been, I've been questioning their strategy for some time, because in a sense, the Liberals could always take the NDP for granted under the leadership of Jagmeet Singh. I mean, he certainly didn't put any pressure on them when they were invoking the Emergency Act, which was unprecedented. Uh, they've always been supportive of all the confidence motions, and they supported all the budgets. So now they're formalizing it. So to the NDP, maybe they can get some headlines today and Jagmeet Singh gets an interview or two. But apart from that, I question, you know, whether or not they're going to be just blamed for the skyrocketing, skyrocketing debts and deficits that we're going to be getting because obviously the condition of this supply and confidence agreement was that the NDP wanted, you know, nationalized dental and pharmacare. And we know that those are big ticket items. And if the, if the Liberals, in fact, fulfill that promise, that is going to increase the debt load for Canadians. What about the Conservatives? Um... 
if you're looking at the the leadership field here does does this deal help or hurt any one particular candidate in that race i don't see it benefiting any specific candidate though i do see it benefiting the conservatives because this is in fact what aaron o'toole had predicted in the last election campaign and he was derided by you know by the parties going oh there's no secret deal and no we will not have a coalition well you know a supply and confidence agreement is is as close as we usually get in Canada to a coalition government. So I think that this does um, give some credibility to the concerns that the Conservatives made. And the Conservatives now will, you know, along with the Bloc Québécois, will really be the only political parties that really ask the tough questions and hold the government to account. I, I heard the Prime Minister's press conference this morning, and he went to some great length to try and reassure Canadians that, no, this is still an open, functional democracy where the government is held to account by the opposition uh, you what, what did you think of that well i we haven't seen a lot of evidence of that and and again i'm going to point to the invocation of the emergency act i thought you know that the fact that the ndp were not pressuring the government anyway um and in fact we're really echoing almost as a cheerleader of the government's position i thought was problematic i mean that is not the role of an opposition party and even though they might have agreed with them on some points i think they could have asked some more pointed questions and so my concern moving forward is that we're not going to get that except for for maybe to spend more money i think that you know what the ndp are going to do is push them further to the left and that's their prerogative and that's what they do uh, but there's there's no um they have no levers anymore i mean they gave it they gave it all away and so the ND, the liberals can do whatever they want and they and if they don't fulfill their promise they can say well we ran out of money um so sorry we didn't do that and we saw that in ontario when the ndp were supporting the liberals i mean the liberals said we're going to cut you know you remember we were told we were going to get our insurance cut because of the ndp made a deal with the liberals and and we hardly got any any um mm respite on our insurance uh, under that government so it's easy it makes it easier for the for liberals not to fulfill any promises with the ndp and yet blame the ndp if things go wrong i'm talking to uh, professor lydia miljan of uh, the university of windsor also with the fraser institute uh, my final question is it kind of comes back to where we started where you were trying to question like why do this you already kind of had a working parliament without an accord is this do you does this signal to you that trudeau will not run again i know today he said yeah i committed to going on but whatever uh does this give the liberal government then or the liberal party an opportunity to change leaders next time around i think it does it certainly gives a longer runway i mean it certainly gives a longer runway for whoever becomes the conservative leader because we know that that race ends um in september of this year but it does allow Trudeau to have a graceful exit in probably a year's time. And it, the indications are that his, his heart isn't in it. He doesn't sort of seem to have that same vigor and vitality that he did as he, when he first began. And in a sense, he, it almost feels like he's, he's phoning it in and he's much more interested in doing, you know, international relations kind of stuff than focusing on the problems here at home. Lydia, great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Nice speaking with you. That is Dr. Lydia Miljan, who's a professor of political science at the University of Windsor and a senior fellow of the Fraser Institute.